Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. A number of NHL players have kicked off controversy by refusing to wear rainbow-themed jerseys as part of their team's Pride Night festivities. It's put the notion of the players' individual beliefs at odds with the league's attempts to grow the game and make more people feel included in the hockey world. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Post-media national sports columnist Scott Stinson joins me to discuss how the NHL has responded to these cases, what the refusals mean to the league's efforts of inclusivity, and what more can be done to promote the message that hockey is, in fact, for everyone. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So, Scott, in recent weeks, we've seen controversy over the NHL's Hockey is for Everyone campaign and various teams' Pride Nights. And before we get into the specifics of some of these controversies, I I think we should probably kind of get everybody up to speed on on what is the Hockey for Everyone campaign and why did the NHL decide they needed to develop something like that? Yeah, so it, it's one of those things where I don't think, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you like what the specific goals of it or when it originally it originated happened. It's been around for a few years and I think long enough to, to say that it, it has roots in what we saw during the the shutdown part of sports during the pandemic, where there was um, some high profile racial incidents in in the United States due, related to police violence, and then from there there was there was the issues with uh, Akeem Aliou coming forward about his treatment when he was with the Chicago Blackhawks organization, and kind of this whole thing. Um, underscored the point that in the sport of hockey, there is a real uh, cultural lack of diversity, I guess, is the issue. Uh, The Hockey Diversity Alliance was born out of it because a bunch of uh, players of mixed races were unhappy with the uh, amount of listening they were getting from the NHL. And so this whole thing kind of ended up falling into the umbrella of, of what they are calling hockey is for everyone. And it was a way to try to encourage um, some of those more marginalized groups from feeling welcome in the game, whether that means women, whether it means racial minorities. And in this particular case uh, that we're talking about, it's Pride Nights. And most teams hosting one night a year where they call it Pride Night, they do some initiatives for LBGT uh, type organizations and fan groups and those kind of things. And in some cases they wear rainbow stick on their rainbow tape on their sticks and and special rainbow themed warm-up jerseys that are then auctioned off for charity so 
the hockey is for everyone thing is kind of this broad umbrella initiative in the United States to, or for it's, it's for the National Hockey League to, to try to encourage these kinds of outreach programs. And then in the specific instance, it's, it's the pride nights themselves that have, that have become the flashpoint for some controversy. Yeah. And, and there have been a handful of players on various teams who said they don't want to take part in these pride nights. They don't want to wear the jerseys during warm up, And I know there was, have been some players who have been benched for that night because they said they don't want to take part. Like who are they? And why are these players now? Cause these have been going on for a few years now. Why are they now saying, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't. I wish I knew why 2022 23 season is the time at which this is, has become the flashpoint that it is. But it seems like it started with Ivan Provorov, who is defenseman for the Philadelphia Flyers. And a couple of months ago, the Flyers had their Pride Night, and he. And now he did not take part in the warmups, which means he did not put on a pride jersey. He did not have a Provorov pride jersey auctioned off. And he said it's for his religious beliefs. He he is Russian Orthodox and therefore could not support Pride Night. And he had to, you know, follow his personal convictions. And then the Flyers kind of backed him up by basically saying, well, we talked to him and, you know, we explained why we were doing it, but, you know, Provi's Provi and we uh, back his, you know, decision to stand up for what he believes in kind of thing. And I, I honestly think Dave, that once that happened and there was no communication from the NHL other than to say, well, we encourage teams to do what they want and you know there's no top-down requirement and we think it's great when players participate but they're free to not participate if they don't want to once that kind of happened it it, i think opened the door for other teams and players to say well i don't necessarily believe in gay rights and so therefore i would like to not participate and how that has evolved has been different from team to team some teams have had none none of these issues no players, you know, opting out. Um, some teams have opted out from Pride Nights entirely, including the New York Rangers and the Minnesota Wild. Sorry, I shouldn't say they opted out of Pride Nights. They didn't wear the jerseys. They did have Pride Nights, but they didn't have the the rainbow warm-up jerseys. And then there have been other cases, most recently with James Reimer of San Jose and the Stahl brothers on the Florida Panthers, who did like Provorov and just didn't wear the jerseys. I, I think in Reimer's case, he didn't take part in warmups. And I think in the stalls case they did, but they didn't wear the jersey. So anyway, it doesn't really matter. Bottom line is in none of their cases, did they wear the jersey? And in all of their cases, they said it was for religious reasons. So yeah, that's where we are. So we have these first couple of players, Provorov and, and the Stahl brothers and, and James Reimer, I'll say, okay, I can't take part in this, this pride night activity. I can't wear this jersey because it conflicts with my religious beliefs, but I support, right? I don't, I, I feel like every, I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around their reasoning. So they say, like yeah. they say that hockey is for everyone and everyone is welcome here, but I can't participate in it. Like what, what's the messaging there from them? Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around what they, what it is that they're saying. It's, it's, I don't mean to laugh, Dave, but it is funny because you, when you try to sort of like rationalize it out, it, it does get weird because yeah, they so they're on the one hand, everyone's welcome. I love everyone. I have nothing against anybody. Uh, that's all fine. 
but also I cannot wear this jersey for the 20 minutes of warm-ups lest I endorse something that I don't believe in, which is, you know, gay people or bisexual or transgendered or, you know, whatever. Um, so I feel like the idea is that they are so religious, so Christian in, in these cases, um, that they feel that wearing a, a jersey, you know, in the case of the Florida Panthers, or even the San Jose one's a bit better, where it's it's like, you know, has a shark and a heart and there's some rainbow motif, but it's not like a pride flag on the front logo. So it's it's not even particularly overt in terms of its its rainbow pride symbolism but it's it's a you know shark with a heart and a rainbow coloring around it the in in Reimer's case he feels that is too much of an endorsement of homosexuality which in some interpretations of the bible is is not permitted you know is a sin i guess is how the, is how some have described it to me and so they see it as uh fine to say gay people are welcome at the arena and in hockey in general, but that they cannot abide endorsing the sin of homosexuality. So that's the line that they're willing to draw. They don't actually say that. I mean, I, I, I have to note that their, their various sort of objections have been to say, I just can't endorse something I that's against my religion or that I don't agree with, or that, is against my personal convictions is I think how the stalls phrased it, but they don't actually say homosexuality is a sin. They just, you just have to kind of infer that that's what they're getting at. So yeah, that's where we are in terms of why they have, they have done what they have done. And and so you have a league with several hundred players, you know, a couple dozen players per team, 32 teams in the league. And so, so far we have a small number saying, I don't want to do this. So you know, as someone who, who covers the game, who, who kind of watches how these initiatives kind of develop over the years, why do you feel that it's an issue that it's just a small number? Is it because it undermines the whole notion that hockey is for everyone? Is it because the league does other initiatives for other groups? You know, they have a military appreciation night, a lot of these teams that the players have to participate in. And you could imagine the uproar if a player turned around and said, well, I'm a pacifist. I'm not going to wear this military jersey. Like, is is that it? Is it a combination of those things as to why this kind of creates an issue for the league? Yeah, I think I think what really is unfortunate about it is because they do this, then it signals that there are people in the league who don't, you know, in this, as I said, sort of fall on the homosexuality as a sin line. And and to my mind, like we're dealing with people here. Like this isn't a matter of saying, you know, this is a cause that I support or it's a it's an idea that I think deserves, uh, you know, public uh, appreciation. Like people who are LGBT are that's just who they are. And so you're you're basically saying I reject these people as a as a class of people who aren't worthy of my, you know, and endorsement sounds like a funny word, but like they're basically saying I can't even wear this jersey because I disagree with who these people are fundamentally. And and to my mind that's an extra level of uh, you know, dismaying. And then what happens is people like me and, and many others, I should point out, like I'm hardly alone in 
in condemning the fact that there are people willing to take this stance and to and to reject an entire group of people, then that leads to a bunch of outcries about, well, why is this stuff being thrown in our face anyway? And can't people just play hockey and stick to sports? And I don't need these rainbow things shoved down my throat. And, you know, what about drag shows and all this other business? And I got to say, Dave, if, if I was a member of that minority group and I was playing hockey or especially if I was a professional and hoping to have a career, these things would not make you feel terribly welcome. You know, the whole idea of this campaign is, is, and this idea of pride nights is to express the idea of inclusivity. And when you have people who are willing to say, Oh yeah, I believe hockey should be inclusive, but also I, I can't even consider wearing this Jersey for a very short period of time to show support to people in that group. Um, it just doesn't seem like it's sending the message that it's a welcoming place at all. It seems like it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. And are you getting some of that reaction since you wrote this column, this whole, this vitriol against the whole notion of having a pride night at all? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's not something that I really engage with because what's the point, but, and I will say there are a few people who, who wrote to, try to explain the idea of why somebody who's a very, you know, somebody who's adherent to their Christian faith might have a problem with wearing a rainbow Jersey. I don't, I still don't understand how uh, wearing it for a very short period of time as a show of unity is that bad a thing to do. I admit I'm not a devoutly religious person, so maybe that's just something I can't wrap my head around. It seems crazy to me that you'd be policing yourself by, a book written 5,000 years ago, but that's fine. But yeah, there's just a lot of, a lot of pushback in terms of, um, you know, why do I even need to do this? And, and I just want to watch hockey and it's disgusting that they even have to do this kind of thing. And if they're have to make a specific pride night, well, obviously it's abnormal behavior. You know, you get a lot of a lot of stuff along that line. And it, in a way, it just sort of illustrates, to my mind, the, the reason why you have to have these kind of things, because you do want to push the idea of that this stuff does have a place um, in hockey. And there are going to be people who, there are still lots of people who think otherwise. And that's why it's important to to show that unity and to, and to signal that the organizations and the teams are, are fine with it. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Now, one argument I've seen is is the notion that by forcing players to wear a specific jersey, and I know that because it's optional, people, no one is being forced to wear this jersey. They've been able to sit out. But that the controversy around the refusal is essentially saying you must wear this jersey. So by forcing players to wear a specific jersey or, or you know, saying you can't take part in the warm-up because you won't wear it, you're saying that hockey's for everyone so long as you take part in something which may go against your religious beliefs. And so, ergo, hockey isn't for everyone. <laughs> and it's, that's, a, that's the devil's advocate argument that I'm seeing around this, that, that you're essentially prohibiting someone from participating because they don't disagree with something else that you're doing. What do you make of that argument? Yeah, look, look, I don't think um, it's not an easy one in terms of, of how, how to deal with it and, and where is the right line to draw in terms of participation versus non-participation. I, I would be fine of saying with the team that said to its players, uh, this is something we believe in as, as an organization and these, these things are more important than necessarily one game out of 82 um and if you don't want to take part in it then you're not going to take part in that night and therefore you know we're not going to we're not going to dock your pay we're not going to have other sort of work-related punishments but that this is something we feel strongly about i mean teams do stuff like that they send messages to players they require full team buy-in for all kinds of different things over the course of the season and so if you don't want to take part in it, then then that's fine. I, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that. I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. Um, I also think the teams are are and should try to educate their players on this. And and again, I, I go back to the thing that I struggle with, with with it, which is the players who are saying things like, well, this is something I don't believe in. So therefore, you're forcing me to do something I don't believe in. Like, I'm not really <laughs> like the, the, the notion of wearing this Jersey for a short period of time to show support for a group of people that, that are, you know, you don't necessarily have to count yourself in. You don't have to be by wearing a rainbow Jersey. You're not necessarily endorsing the idea of same sex marriage, which is a thing people have said to me, you know, that really this is about, I, you know, the Bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman. And therefore, if I'm wearing a jersey with a rainbow logo, I'm saying otherwise. It's like, are you though? Like, I don't, I just don't think that that's, you can say the rainbow flag means this and therefore I can't wear it. Or you could just acknowledge that it means lots of different things to lots of different people. And really by wearing it for a very short period of time, um, you are you are showing support for a group of people who have been traditionally marginalized and especially in a sport like hockey, where to this day, there is, you know, one guy on an NHL contract who is out and publicly gay. And, you know, presumably there are hundreds more, you know, over history who have been like him, who have not been confident enough and not felt comfortable enough coming forward to, to discuss their sexuality publicly. So I, I don't know. I just think that it's, it's a situation where there's no easy answer to it, but I think that kind of waving their hands away and saying, well, I guess if that's the way somebody's going to be, then that's their choice. I, I just don't think that's a strong enough position for the league and the teams to take because, you know, we sort of touched on this earlier, but if it had been a racial thing or even some other specific community initiative that players were opting out of, the teams would just say, well, no, you can't do that. You have to, 
you know, it's everybody has to be part of this. And the fact that they're willing to make an exception in this case, I think sends a, sends an unfortunate message. Now, since these early refusals by individual players, the league has even stepped in and, and told certain teams not to go through with their pride nights. Why is that? <laughs> this is a weird one. Um, it came up with Chicago in particular. The, the early reports were that the NHL had told Chicago they couldn't go through with, with having pride jerseys as part of their celebration because of a law in recent change to a law in Russia that prohibits LGBT propaganda. Why the the NHL would suggest this to the Blackhawks and not other teams is unclear to me because, of course, most teams have a Russian or several teams have at least one Russian on them. Whether it was actually an NHL edict or whether Chicago was interpreting their guidance differently than other teams is a bit unclear. Just hearing some of this talk from the Blackhawks after they had their night, they didn't, it didn't seem totally, you know, it was a bit of reading between the lines there. It wasn't entirely clear whether it was the organization or the league issuing the, the decision. But regardless, this whole thing about Russia and whether or not you can wear jerseys if you're Russian seems to me like a complete smokescreen in that there's no indication at all that this law that exists in Russia and is definitely a thing was ever intended to be enforced outside its own borders. I mean, if you were a Russian living in the United States and you wear a jersey for 20 minutes... I don't imagine Russia is going to be sending agents after you to try to, uh, you know, issue a fine, which, which ironically is the only pun- punishment that's affiliated with this particular law. I mean, they're talking about paying a fine. I, I don't. I just don't think that these players or their families are in any risk of anything, given the fact that this law exists. I mean, it is clearly meant to to stifle uh, pro L. GPT things in Russia specifically and is not meant to uh, govern the activities of every Russian living outside of Russia. So to me, that whole thing is bizarre and a strange sideshow to this story. But for some reason, with the Blackhawks specifically, they decided that it was a concern that needed addressing. And so they didn't let the jerseys be worn. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you think this whole issue this whole controversy over these pride nights and these jerseys does to the league's efforts to turn around and say well hockey is for everyone well i think it i think it it undoes the positive work being done and you know it's too bad you you have situations like um, the you can play organization that's been part of a lot of hockey teams efforts for a number of years now um brian burke who of course had a had one of his sons was gay and one of his other sons, Patrick, worked a, a lot with You Can Play. I think he now works in NHL uh, offices in some other capacity. So, but he he and and Burke, who's obviously one of the more visible and recognizable and outspoken guys who's worked in hockey for a long time, he has I think done and said a lot of good things over the years to encourage the idea of inclusivity and that hockey can be a welcoming space for people of different sexual orientations and and then you have this kind of thing and you get such an obvious amount of of vitriol that comes spewing forth as i say i I just i don't think it has overall it is not it's not done the league any favors in terms of changing that image and 
I think it's totally fair for, for people like Burke and others to say, look, like if there's 700 guys and 650 of them are willingly wearing these jerseys and happily taking part in the warmups and there's a, a, you know, a few that don't, then that's progress. And that's true. And that, and that's fair. And that is all, all, all good, good progress that has been made. But I also think that the, the amount of, stuff that comes spewing forth because of the people who choose not to uh, ends up undermining a lot of that good work. So I don't know what the answer is. I, I I would like to think that the NHL would do something more than they have done. I would like to think that, that Batman, Gary Batman, the commissioner and others would have at least been a little stronger in saying even the sort of anodyne statement about the importance of, of hockey being a safe space for people who have different sexual orientations and people who are in marginalized groups, but they didn't even really do that. They just said, well, you know, these are team initiatives and players are free to pick and choose what they want to support, which to my mind doesn't exactly seem like much of an endorsement of, of why teams should be having these pride nights in the first place. Mm -hmm. I I mean, you mentioned Brian Burke and he did speak out when James Reimer said, well, I, I won't be wearing this, this pride Jersey, Aside from his his history with the You Can't Play movement and and being outspoken on this issue, he is in a fairly influential position in the league. He's, you know, a president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He is a very public face on TV in Canada for years. Does it take more people like Brian Burke to speak out? Does it take, you know, other either former players who are in those positions where you know, they're, they're beaming into people's homes every week on television. Does it take players themselves to speak publicly about it and maybe run the risk of ticking off teammates by calling out other players to kind of move this issue forward or to get people outside of the league, i.e. the fans to think about this issue a little more? Yeah, certainly, um, players themselves and, and people in Burke's position can be leaders on this issue. I don't, it's always a bit tricky to, you know, the, the problem is hockey as a sport um, is not exactly geared towards creating people who are comfortable being outspoken about anything. I mean, the whole, um, and this is true to a certain extent of a lot of professional sports, but hockey in particular, like it is, it's a cliche factory and Players say the same things um, time and again, and they talk about getting pucks deep and, uh, you know, taking away the opponent's time and space and, and all those things. And they don't really talk about personal issues very much, and they tend to avoid any sort of controversy or revealing too much of themselves. And certainly that's been the case for a long time. Sidney Crosby, as great as he was, nobody ever can... You know, there's not a list of great Sidney Crosby quotes that people like to share amongst themselves in the way there's like a Charles Barkley, uh, you know, a, a million of them kind of thing. Crosby never did that. Connor McDavid's never done that. Austin Matthews has never done that. So so these guys are not particularly um, experienced with taking, you know, public stances on sensitive issues. But man, it seems like it would make a uh, go a long way in this in a case like this when the league is having this kind of attention put on it to 
to for some of them to step up and say, look, not only did I wear the jersey, but here's why it's important. And this is why hockey needs to keep moving in this direction and so on and so forth. So I think it would be great to see the players themselves take more of a role. I, but I also acknowledge that it's that's really going outside of their comfort zone, not just because of the issue itself, but because they just never do that kind of thing. So Burke, of course, being a guy who's been super outspoken for as long as I've been aware of his presence in hockey, it, it suits him much better to, to lob some uh, juicy quotes when an issue like this comes up because he's always doing that kind of thing. So if, if there's other executives like him who are comfortable enough to speak out, that would also be good. But we'll just have to see how that goes. I mean, the, the complicating factor, of course, is that if you're a guy, if you're a leader of a team, you're never entirely sure what your everybody on your roster is going to necessarily say about the issue until this thing comes up. I'm sure one of the things that has happened with this is that as various Pride Knights have got closer to the, a particular team in question, whoops, they've discovered that there's a couple guys on their team that, that don't want to take part. And probably since the Provorov thing, have now feel uh, much more comfortable taking that position. So it's one that I don't think too many GMs and team presidents are going to speak out on until they're pretty sure that it's not going to be like, oh, well, look at your own roster and what about this guy? And so it's it's it, that I think is something that the, that the executives will have to think about, too. Well, I, I know it's a complex issue in the, when you when sport and, and society kind of collide. And, and I'm curious to see how the NHL will go forward from this. Uh, Scott, thanks for your time. Thank you, Dave. Have a good one. 10-3 is produced by Tyler Dawson. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Scott Stinson. More from him at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.